0: But that just says to me that because it's my language, I do kind of push my language off on him. I mean, and some of it is selfish because I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to do it for you. So you have kind of a blueprint when things roll around for me of something that you can do for me.
1: Rock for real. Have you ever read a good book that was thought provoking? And wanted to share it with your friends Will you come to the right place? Because that's what we do here Welcome to the Brothers
2: Bookshelf With your hosts Lennon Givens,
1: Walter Atkins
2: And Dr. Harvey Hinton III A real talk book review podcast Where we give you our raw commentary on our thoughts Enjoy
1: We are rejoined by my wife Dr. Teresa Givens. As we continue to cover Dr. Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages. This week's podcast, we will cover quality time and gift giving. Enjoy. That leads us to our next love language. Quality time. Quality time. It, did Anybody else have uh, quality time is one of their dominant love That's languages? Fine as
3: well. Like I can just sit in the room and not say anything to you all day. But as long as we're together, I am a-okay with that okay okay you know what
1: that was Teresa and i's primary love language hmm. it was quality time the acts of service acts of service is mine okay well that was our second uh, our secondary primary love language okay quality time harvey speak on quality time what you thought about that chapter
2: i mean the people who identify they need it that's good um <laughs> i think um You know spending time with people um i i used used to think that was the litmus test of the relationship you know my wife and i we've been on some like road trips together and those road trips you know that's real quality time when you're in a car with somebody and um you know for extended periods of time we had one time i had a car that was breaking down and that trauma that 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 experience um you know i was glad that she was there Glad she was there for me through that experience. So I think quality time is very, very, very important, and you have to have it. And um, but, like I say, using that experience of the car breaking down on a road trip or being on road trips, that those are uncomfortable moments. So once again, you got to be ready to deal with that, you know. But to Donovan's point, to also just be able to stomach someone's presence. That's very important because you some people you just don't even want to be around them. You don't even want to see Don't them.
0: even want to be around. You are so and, right.
2: And and you would hate to marry that person. You see my wife mm. don't fit that characteristic. Like I don't I don't feel that way about her. So I do not need to be in love with her cuz I don't never feel like I don't ever want to be around her. You understand what I'm saying? Like that was yeah. that was more important to me. <laughs> that she don't bother me, Bro, you know? Like
4: the companionship is so important. <laughs> because we we, we all That's we all got like, a, like as men, man we come into this world and like for the major the most part of our lives we pretty much like not floating solo or pretty much like floating like by ourselves doing what we want to do when we want to do it uh, when we pretty much off the leaf by but by our parents or
2: but she didn't had a she didn't have to jerk on me a couple of times that walk to remind me that that you know just because I see it that way it ain't necessarily the way she see it. And I think that's where the book again provides a level of guidance because, to Donovan's point, me being in the house sometimes is quality time. I'm here, I'm here, but to her, no, that's not good enough.
1: No, because exactly, exactly. right, that's exactly not, that's, that's not it. You know it yeah,
0: it has to be um, important, and so right. the, the quality he, is is you know. Ex- Well, like you said, it would be from someone's perspective. What is quality? Being
1: present is not quality time. And uh, Dr. Chapman says in the book, it says, it isn't enough to just be in the same room with someone. A key ingredient in giving your spouse quality time is giving them focused attention especially in the area of many
2: distractions. Donovan said, said, I can just be in the room with you and be good.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but you ain't Donovan. (laughs) Hey, when the father (laughs) is sitting on the floor rolling the ball to his two-year-old, his attention is not focused on the ball, but his child. For that brief moment, however long it lasts, they're together. If, however, the father is talking on the phone while he rolls the ball, his attention is diluted. Some husbands and wives think they're spending time together When in reality, they're only living in in close proximity.
0: And what I want to say about that is I'm on the cusp again, because Lenny just said he's older than all of you, which makes me older than all of you. Uh you Don't give up too much. And I am I'm just not into my cell phone as much And there are a lot of things that come with the cell phone that will annoy me. So if if we're together and we're doing something and you pick up your cell phone, you have just changed the entire tone of everything that was Uh. going on. And you have probably changed what's going to happen for you the rest of the night you know what's funny
2: about that teresa i'm the same way and the same person at the same time i i don't think i think i think the average person looking at their phone is looking at some bullshit i think when i'm looking at my phone i'm looking at the most important (laughs) thing (laughs) (laughs) always complaining
1: about the things she got and the things that her girlfriends got Look, baby, I can't be at two, places at, <laughs> two places
2: at one time. Now,
1: what do you think, Bobby? Uh, Bobby Womack's lady primary love language is it gifts or is it quality time? Because if, if you think you' lonely now,
0: <laughs> again, I am in the barbershop. <laughs> that was funny. The that barbershop, was funny though. <laughs> that is ridiculous
1: oh hey and you know what and you also got to have good quality conversation the book says like words of affirmation the language of quality time also have many dialects one of the most common dialects is quality conversation by quality conversation i mean empathetic dialogue where two individuals are sharing their experiences thoughts podcasts feelings desires and family uninterrupted context most individuals who complain about their spouse doesn't talk do not mean literally that he or she never says a word they mean that he or she seldomly take part in sympathetic dialogue if your spouse's primary love language is quality time such dialogue is crucial to his or her emotional sense of being loved what this book what this book done for me and Harvey, I know that that you 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 uh, <laughs> you you, you, you diamet- uh, we, we were you diabolically oppose this book, but uh, it's di- not di- that bad. You. Thank you, Donovan. That's what I was trying to say. That was <laughs> that di- Hey, what this book did because in my relationship, there's some things I really really love about my wife, and there's a lot of things that she does that I really love. Baby, you are the best, and there's some things that I wish she could do a a, a whole lot more. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, I I know for a fact, there's a lot of things that she requires from me that she wants me to do that it doesn't click for me. And what this book does is it kind of separates it out and it puts it into five categories. And look, Lenny, your wife does this for you, even though you don't really care she did that for you, it doesn't move you anyway, one way or the other, but she always doing this to you. Maybe you can identify what she's doing to you And mirror what she's doing to you back to her. And let's see, what she give you those things that you want? So it kind of like lays it out. Look, baby, this is what I like. That's why I do it to you. And this is what you like. That's why you do it to me. And let's start doing the opposite to each other and see how we feel.
0: So obviously we can see that his love language is physical touch because he keeps saying to. And I would prefer that he says four. Four,
1: uh, what, what? four okay, four.
0: Because I'm not... Just a misnomer. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything to you. I'm doing all of these things for you. And I just want us all to recognize that with those things that we're doing, we're it's the same stuff. It's almost like different religions. You know, we're all doing the same thing. It just might be in a different way. And knowing that you have these types of things is just a lot easier to understand that the other person would like some reciprocation, but just in a different form. But as we talked about quality time, you know, and of course that is a perception, you know, what's quality to you might not be quality to me but trying to work on those things and have that open communication about what we're doing for each other. Y'all remember the
1: story about Patrick when his wife used to come home and she would complain to him and he would listen to her. She would complain to him about things at her job and he would listen and he would listen to find a solution and then he offered her a solution. And then when she came back and she was complaining about the same thing, he said, I don't want to hear it no more. Cause he's like, look, I gave you a solution and you didn't go and fix it. Right. how many times as men you know dominant alpha males have heard that same story from our friends in their relationships how when they lady came home and man you know she came home and she told me this and that and i told her what to do and she didn't do it you know i don't have time to keep listening to that same problem problem over and over again and how that fell in their relationship
2: oh yeah oh yeah Absolutely. because
1: we are, are we we are very pragmatic and solution oriented. we're like very what right brain and our women are kind of like left brain but maybe. that maybe some you know in general baby all right but anyway I like that story so much because he was he was hearing her and he was listening to her but he was only listening to her on a surface level he didn't go deep into it right and only thing she wanted from him she didn't she didn't come to him for any solutions and you know if if you think about it we when you give somebody a simple solution to a simple problem that's assuming that they can't think for themselves and they don't already know the answer to the problem
0: Yeah, it's necessarily simple but i think that at a certain point people you're right you know people think that you want your problem solved but we're talking about quality time and she just wanted to have a quality conversation. Exactly
1: because sometimes when your lady comes to you and she complains to you she just wants you to hear her and she just wants you to talk about the situation
2: and go a little bit deeper. So I bet you I bet you any amount of money you complain to your lady where more she complain to you. Amen. So <laughs> <laughs> but we, but we talk like this. Them complaining to us. Thank you, Harvey. Well, I ain't gonna say we because I don't talk like that. Yeah, but, you know, Harvey, I was how, going
0: to a... make that observation, Harvey, and not really. I was <laughs> going to put it on him per Hold se. On. Do I really complain to you? It's not that, but I'm, I'm sure
2: you mind. do that. That's
0: right. not Besides. it. That's not the issue. But I, there are more times that you have come to me. And you have said to me, and you said, Teresa, I don't need you to solve the problem. I'm just trying to have a conversation. I'm just telling you what happened to me. So, and I, I had to learn to just uh-huh. listen because I would, you know, because I do try to solve the world's problems. I try to solve so, the world's problems, yeah. which is why I end up so stressed. I had to learn to just listen to you and let you tell me what was going on. And while we're talking about listening you know, he does say to maintain eye contact when your spouse is talking, and he also says don't listen to your spouse and do something else at the same time. That goes with the cell phone. Yeah, like if right. I'm talking to you or if somebody, yeah. somebody, you you know, pick up their your phone. It makes you feel unimportant while that is happening.
1: Yes, and we had that conversation all the time. I've done that. I've done
2: all kinds of rude things to people. I be like, put I would your multitask on your ass in a heartbeat. What you say, Harvey? <laughs> I would multitask on you in a heartbeat.
0: Right. My wife is the same way, Harvey. That's because I'm smart, and <laughs> you just can't do what I do. So let's just. Come. <laughs> and I also want to make the point that when we were talking about quality time, we do have to use some common sense and there are some things that your spouse just cannot do based on their own abilities. Um you brought up empathy. If somebody doesn't have any, they just don't so, have man? any. I mean, that's, that's, I mean you can you can you can wait on that all day. But it's just Hey look, hey,
4: hey hey look, hey, check like this that. out. Hey, look, right, man, me like and me and my wife we had a big issue when it came down to tones. Like voice tones when we first got uh
0: yeah, man, because, oh,
4: like, she's from New York. I'm from down South Florida. So, like, she may say something that's, like, perfectly perfectly normal to her, you know? And it could be, like, a, a nice gesture or whatnot. But her tone, to me, would be off. The Decibels in her voice would be off a little bit. So I had to, like, I had to, hey, man, listen, what kind of tone is she using right now, man? Like.
2: It's your tone, man. Yeah, it, it
4: could be like it could be something as small as like close the door. She, she, she could have meant like baby close the door, but like her tone would be like close the door. I'm like what the oh what the fuck? <laughs> <"Hold> on, <laughs> You'd be like hold on, hold on, on baby, who are you song. talking to? But she's like she's like baby, no, nah, I mean just close the door. But that's that that's that New York in it, you know what I mean? That's how their tones are, man. Like you know, so I, I had to get accustomed to her tones. And over time, I, I've adjusted my like, I guess, my ear palates to be able to uh, to understand her and the way she she yeah. talks, and and it's cool now. It's cool now, man. It's cool now, but it took me some time to understand it, you know.
1: But you know, I think it, somewhere in the book, I can't find it right quick, but he did say it's not really what you say, it's but how you say it. it's more how you, it's say how you say it. Yeah you know what maybe you got used to her and maybe she did tone it down Either or right something had to happen you're right that's kind of like that thing when he talked about the dead sea and the babbling brook he said at first the dead sea just listens and the babbling brook just does all the talking but at some point the babbling brook be quiet and say hey i don't think i know this person and then the dead sea thinks in the back of his mind like look i wish she could shut up for one second in order to make it work after they get past that euphoric stage of falling in love when the real love starts, that's when the Dead Sea is going to have to start talking a little bit and the babbling Brook is going to have to start listening. So in your case, she, you had to get used to her culture and where she's from. And she had to tone it down a little bit. So y'all kind of like met each other halfway where y'all. Exactly. But look, I, I didn't
4: understand her culture until I went out to Brooklyn, New York. And Then I had to meet a family.
1: Oh, man, New York, everything bro, they bro, do it, is it, aggressive.
4: It's just different, they bro. <laughs> it's just different, bro. We on the subway. We going to the Statue of Liberty. It's like people in New York is just a whole different breed than, than it is down south. Not, not wrong or right. It's just different. It's just different.
2: It's just so many different people, it's so right, many man. different personalities you're bumping into. Right, so many different. But I had, so but I, I,
4: had to learn to love it because my wife was, you know, from Brooklyn. So if I had to take a, a deep soul search within myself and say, "Man, listen, if I love this person, this all I want to be with for the rest of my life. I gotta, gotta be able to adapt and try to understand it. Put a, put my best foot forward and try to understand what she's from and how she was brought up, you know, and her values, her, her values, systems, her mom and dad, their relationship, and how." They, uh, how she was conceived, you know, just trying to figure it out, like, I had to, man, because I wanted to make it work, and I, I couldn't let, like, uh, something small as, like, a tone be the be-all, end-all, or, like, a life barrier for me and her, like, getting married or be having something great, you know?
0: Damn that. Exactly, which is is what this book is all about, which is, you know, not letting the small things about communication get in the way of something that is much bigger than um, just the the one thing that you feel like at that time you can't get over. So I guess with quality time, to just recap everything that we had gone over, does anybody want to say anything else about quality time before we move on to something else?
4: I, I, I say, man, with quality time, I didn't realize how like, with my wife, how like just just simple it is as far as quality time. Like she told me the other day, she was saying that I uh, like say, babe, I had went out with the brothers, whatnot. You know, how we do we get blew out from time to time. <laughs> we get blew out, and uh, uh, <coughs> basically, she yeah, went out. She had went. She had left that morning to go to Home Goods to buy some stuff for the house. You know, she got a new house or whatnot. So she's still like in the process of decorating and uh, buying, like you know, wall fixtures or whatever she may buy. So she was like, it was a Saturday morning. She was like, she went out. She came back. It was probably about like eleven a.m. And she was like, you really never home on a Saturday. And she was like, I had more plans, but because you was home, I decided just to stay home and just be up under you. Even though you were just chilling on the couch or whatnot, and that gave me a better understanding of right. like her quality of time. Like she just wants to be around me. We ain't got to be doing nothing major. We ain't got to see a show. We ain't got to go to the movies. We ain't got to go to the NBA game. As long as she's around me, she's just, just sit there and be up in
3: my face. That's all I
4: need. Be around. Be around me. Be around me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, hey, Walt, Let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Just real quick. Did you read some of this book to your wife? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, That was some good quality time. Yeah,
4: definitely was, man. Over the last couple of days, man. And also we did the, uh, well, at the end, I guess we're talking about towards the end, we did the, uh, the quiz as well.
0: Right. And then exactly what you said about your Saturday is what the author talks about when he starts to sum up quality time. And it just basically says that you don't have to make all of your time together, you know, focused. You know, it could just be a time to designate places to just be together. Right. And you. Ask your spouse for a list of five activities that he or she would enjoy doing with you. You know, don't
2: Man, to- talk about make a list all the time. Make a list, make a list. Hey, yeah, make a, make list. a list. Well, don't list automatically.
3: That you know,
0: either. Make
2: a list. Yeah, don't, don't just <laughs> jump up and
0: like this is what you're doing yeah. without you know talking to your spouse because sometimes you might get it wrong. So um, there are plenty of things that we put out because I know I'm notorious for saying, you know, I'll drop something and then but that's not exactly what I meant I would do at this particular time. It's something else that could come before that or even after. But, you know, we do sometimes say things that can be misconstrued. And then the next thing you know, you spend a whole lot of money on something that that person didn't really even want. So it makes a whole lot of sense to confer with your um your significant other about the things that are important to them and to also think of an activity that you know they enjoy that brings uh, little pleasure to you. You know, not those things that you all like hey, together. Look, hey,
4: So look, Teresa, on the other side of that coin, if you're doing something that brings like a small amount of pleasure to you, you still got to be supportive and like, Do you got to fake it to you? Do you got to, like, kind of not fake it, but more so, like, just give the over a sort of effort of support to your spouse doing something she wants to do, even though you don't like it?
0: Most definitely. And that because that's exactly what the author was saying when he was talking about, you know, those activities um, and quality time, because you may not always want to do everything that your spouse wants to do, but. It's important that you do it because that really sends a message to your significant other that you're there for them. It's it's easy to you know go to that SEC football game together because y'all both like that. They oh that that took nothing, but when you go to see Alvin Ailey Alvin and Ailey. it's a lot of things <laughs> that put you out of your comfort zone. That is you know something different or if you go to the daytona 500 like lenny and i went to the daytona 500 and we were both like what what <laughs> what? <laughs> what but um it was a new experience that we got to do together i don't think we'll the only reason we would do it again would just be to be like hey you remember when we did this one time it's a story but, it's
4: a story though you know but
0: yeah, <laughs> That those are the things that make memories for you and your significant other that you'll be able to go ahead and lean on when times get really tough and you start thinking about throwing in the towel. Yeah, that's
4: funny because uh, my, my wife tells me that I'm a I'm a I do a great job of doing that. Like, so, like, down growing up down south and down south Florida, whatnot, man. Uh, obviously, we was like a lot of different types of culture music, but we would listen to, to Miami, you know, rap bass music. Hip hop music, mm-hmm. like trap music, to to uh, like guys up in uh in Texas or what, well, as well too or whatnot. So my wife growing up, she's not even from the islands, but all she listened to was like island stuff. So oh, yeah. bro, I'm talking <laughs> about like so. I'm like, man, I'm not into that kind of stuff, right? So she was like, yeah, you know what, baby, i not should come come with me to Juvé. So I'm not sure what Juve is, but she has relatives up in uh St. Thomas. So she had asked me for like a year and a half. I'm like, you know, I go next year. So I so I'm like, cool. She's like, well, when you go to Juve, you gotta join this troupe. And this troop is like a carnival of people. They pretty much like wear these costumes. Okay. And they dance okay. and they like, you know, do the whole African oh culture, bam, 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 well whole like the culture of uh the town and whatnot. So I wasn't into it, but at the same time my lady was into it, so I had to do it, you know. But I'm, but I'm going full fledged into it. So I get get me a costume, boom. We, uh, we get the whole like the, the paint stuff. And we got to get up at like four in the morning to go meet the whole troop. The troop had like 200 people in the troop. The troop name was the V.I. Fetters. That's how I was into it. I had to look up what V.I. Fetters actually meant. But nevertheless, so we into it. And we four in the morning, they start throwing like powder, they start throwing like water. They're doing, like, water guns with, like, paint inside of it. Like, it's a crazy experience for me. I've never seen nothing like this before. This has been black people in the streets just throwing paint and having, like, a big water gun fight. <laughs> Man, it was crazy. And, and so but I had a great, I had a great time, though. I had a great time. I had a great time.
0: And you'll always have that memory and always have that experience. And that's the only person that you've ever shared that Exactly.
4: Way. You're right. You're right. All right.
1: Love language number three, receiving gifts. I scored the lowest on this. And this is one of my wife's biggest love expressions. And if I fail in anything in my relationship is to not express this love language to my wife and, and communicate with giving gifts or receiving gifts. Isn't that correct? This is true. (laughs) <laughs> this is true, Donovan. Are you a give giver or a gift receiver?
3: Um, I'm more of a giver. Gifts aren't really my thing. Um, but i I try to get to know people enough to get them meaningful gifts. Um, and I think that kind of comes from like my upbringing. Like my mom was really good at that, so I kind of learned that from her. Um, I'm in. Mean, I was just thinking about all the love languages in general, like how much I get them from like my parents and my family. Like I know definitely the quality time is something that I think all of the men in my family kind of do. Like we all kind of like to just be around people. We even though we don't say much per se, um, but definitely like gift giving. I'm I'm good at finding gifts for people, but I don't necessarily need gifts myself.
1: Okay. So you know how to express it, but in terms of you needing it to showing acts of love, That's not your
3: thing. No, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't have to have things.
1: Harvey, what you thought about this chapter?
2: Man, I love giving gifts. I don't do it a lot, you know, but I love giving gifts. And, um.
1: This chapter was good for me. When he went to Dominica and that guy that he met gave him that Mm -hmm. stick. How he explained, like, giving a gift. Is a tangible representation of love from somebody mm-hmm. to the other person. And it shows them, hey, I was thinking of you and I got this for you. And I never really thought about it like that. Also, like how in the in the chapter, how he broke down somebody who is fiscally conservative, and he's saying, Hey, give don't look at it as, you know, you spending money that somebody's not going to use. Look at it as just like you invest in your stock in your future you invest in your relationship and your relationship is going to yield you more return I mean, than that stock. I like with.
2: the idea of being a brother and we're just going to set it out. <laughs> you know. That's what I like. like I'm going to set it out. like You know what I mean? And it bothers me when I can't set it out. It's like, fuck. I ain't, I ain't got my... Ah, I got to get creative.
0: Because you're a true gift giver. You're, you're a true yeah, giver. Yeah. Period. And I think that because on in the book, it says visual symbols of love are more important to some people than others. So you see that. And I think that a lot of people get their mindsets from other sources or what they see. And a lot of men may have gotten caught in the era of... You know the gold digger, and they saw. I ain't saying
4: she a gold digger.
0: Yeah, they, but they, they saw things that made them wary of giving gifts. And they started to look at women in certain Mm -hmm, ways mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, like to receive uh, gifts uh, because they also weren't thinking of it in the deeper level of how it even (laughs) comes (laughs) about. Because because if you think about gift receiving in the most natural sense of how it is, you know, he talks about when a child gives a gift to his mother. And, you know, you always remember I have drawers and drawers and boxes full of things that my children gave me, you know, for the first day of kindergarten. You know, they drew their hand and it said, I love you, mom, because it makes you think I was thinking about my mother. I love my mother. And so you keep you can't even throw them away because those were symbols of love. So. If you think about it in that sense and not the fact that, oh, I just bought her some diamond earrings and oh, I bought her a diamond necklace. And, you know, she's just collecting this stuff because she is that type of person. But thinking about the love that goes into small gifts and even just something you picked up on the way home because it made you think of that person. A lot of people hold that in a really high esteem because like I said earlier, we are products of our environment and of our childhood and of our parents. talk is cheap. If you put your money where your mouth is to me, that means I'm not just talking. I'm for real. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It's just, I went out of my way because you are special to me.
4: Do you think that... Gifts are more important today than they ever were before in the past.
0: I wouldn't say that they're more important. I think that everything is still the same because human relationships are still the same. (laughs) That that is true too. But by the same token, you know, gifts come from other things. You don't have to just go buy a gift, you can make a gift. And you also, you know, people are still going to work, and there are people who have to go to work, and it's drive-throughs open. It's all kind of things that you would be more creative, and that makes the gift even more special because you were more creative. Took more thought, and I sometimes but I think we
2: overthinking sometimes as guys, man. Mm-hmm. So, well, I know I, I, I'm gonna tell you about one of the best gifts, and I hate to be like this because, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, but. The best gift somebody gave me was a white dude. This white dude who I taught, he was in my classes, man. He, he, um, you know, he, he was very, you know, they say you don't judge a book by its cover, and it's funny because when I first met him, when I first saw him, I thought he was um someone who worked in athletics, and then I found out that he was very much the opposite of that, and he was someone who had who had a lot of things happening in his life that. Um, the you know, I just didn't assume and and we had a good relationship, whatnot, but nonetheless, one day when I was running the men's center, he just pops up with this stick, this staff, and he's just like, you know, I've been making these, I you know, picking them up on, I found this tree, you know, it's got these good branches, I've been sawing them, blah, 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 blah. He's like, But well, this one, this one just jumped out to be like something that that, that you would have, and I wanted you to have it. It was just weird, man, because it just came from nowhere. Like, damn, like this white dude who (laughs) I never would have thought I would be cool with kind of sort of brought me this damn staff. I just thought that was cool. It was a different kind of gift, you know. Anyway.
0: Well, and that is good because it means that he was paying attention and it connected with you, which is why you were so appreciative. But I also want to make sure that we understand that receiving gifts. Because I know we talked about, you know, we keep harping on the fact that it's a gift that you go out and buy, but the gift of self is very important. And
2: even with what does that mean? The gift of self. What's that mean?
0: With receiving gifts, I have to remind people that the gift of self is also up there high on my list. Because You can you I mean, you even relate the words presence and presence. They're the same. So it is a gift to have you in the person's presence. And that is very important to me and to a lot of people who um, speak this love language.
1: You know what? It's been times where I have gone to somebody's wedding. Travel far. I'm, like get a plane ticket, book a hotel, somebody will say, hey, did you get a gift? And I say, yeah, I'm here.
0: Okay. Presence,
2: presence.
0: Presence, presence. I,
2: I like, presents, presents. He was going to something a <laughs> bit different. I um, dig it, Lenny. I, I, I didn't say presence. that many times, too, spe- dog. Yeah, heck yeah, I done done it many times, dog. And if I do it to you, it's because I love you the most. You know what I'm saying? Take that, take that, take that. I'm here, baby. Oh, my take God. Take that, take that, take that. Yeah.
0: No, I I honestly, being his spouse sitting here, I have to say my my mantra in my head over and over and over because, you know, he knows that I just say I'm not responsible for the things that hey, come Talisa. out of his mouth. But I would have been more comfortable if he had said, the host said, your presence is my gift. Um, but <laughs> I can't. You got
1: to remind them. No. You got to take no, gotta, Man,
2: so I, I got you. I got some friends that have I been great gift givers, like have given me some great things, and I haven't given them shit but my presence. You know what I mean? And that's been hmm. the, the... And well, then on the, means, on the other end, end of that, though, is other people be, who I don't give a damn about bigger. that I give everything to. And that's just the weirdness of it. You know? The people right. who give me stuff fuel me to give to people who I don't necessarily connect with. I work for... It's a different space, you know. And it's, there's people who, who I've learned that what they do is they feed, you know. That people that people who are great at giving gifts and they, and they don't want anything from you. But at the same time, you can't never take advantage of those people, and you can't never you can't never be out of character around those people, and you can't do things that's gonna bring you know doubt into those those relationships with those kind of people, you know. But that don't mean that you become dependent on their on they gifts and their services. You never do that. You never become dependent on people. Right. Because that's not what it's about. But you have to respect that some people who are great gift givers, that's just who they are. You can't compete with them gift for gift. You know, you can't just assume that because someone gives you a great gift that you got to give them a great gift back. That's not what they want. And that's and and those and those were the you know the part about the the conversations yeah. and love languages where I think Chapman kind of yes. you gotta be careful with it you know because I didn't that dude who gave me that staff I wasn't gonna get him another stick and say here white man here go a stick too <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not what it was about you know what I'm saying and and, and, and my friends who've been good to me. That's that's not what it was about. It wasn't about them wanting me to be getting those right. same things back. Really it was about really them about you know, about it. no, it's, it's really, really about the love friend, and admiration the person. that
4: they have for you as a person. That's all it boils down to though. That's it. You know, In its most simplest form.
2: And you gotta be you gotta right. you gotta be open to ex- to be able to receive that from people. You can't always wanna give it right back. You can't we, But in the nature of the book, if the person that's giving you the gift,
1: if that's your spouse, and you find out that that's their primary love language, that's what the book is talking about. The book is saying, hey, if that's not you, if that's not something that you do, somebody like me who I don't express love through giving gifts or receiving gifts, he said in a recap, he said, you've heard of the 12 days of Christmas. How about the twelve days of gifts for your spouse's birthday or wedding anniversary?
0: You know what? Hey. And that's again, oh, Lenny. Don't I? Don't be oh Lord me for Lenny's birthday yeah. when he turned forty. He kept saying, "I don't want anything. I don't want anything." But because it's my love language to receive Harvey, gifts, you know what
1: I asked for? Oh
0: my God! So because it's my love language to receive gifts, it's only natural that I feel like he needs something for his 40th birthday. Now, I asked him what he wanted for his birthday and I gave him what he asked for for his birthday, but I also had to give him what I thought he needed for his birthday. So, I did that. It was because he's a seven. I I did seven days of 40. So for 7 oh, days 40. I had 7 events how... for him for his 40th birthday. Now, did he appreciate it? Probably not. Come on. No, no,
4: no, no, no. He appreciated
0: something. I I mean, oh, he appreciated no, hell, what I gave him you that
4: he to tell me The Russ had 7 days and not appreciate one day now.
1: Man, I did, I, yeah. I know, I That know. goes back into Come the first. Uh, th- those were of seven
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, see, he, I will say this he enjoyed what he asked for more than he enjoyed anything that I gave him in those seven days. (laughs) And he just made a big deal out of that. But because I speak that language, I felt like I had to give him something outward as well. So, of those seven days, he tried to cancel like two days of it. And I was like, you cannot cancel. Any of the events I have planned, he was like, we just stay in. I was like, come on, dude. We It's seven days of something. I don't know. Fly, I had flyers and everything. But that just says to me that because it's my language, I do kind of push my language off on him. Me. And some of it is selfish because I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to do for you. So you have kind of a blueprint when things roll around for me. Of something that you can do for me. What you All right. Expect? So yeah. to mm-hmm. recap, mm-hmm. Then, yeah. right. for everybody <laughs> that's listening that
1: feels the way I feel and didn't grew up giving gifts or pretty much receiving gifts, like I said, he has some things, some advice for us mm-hmm. that we can make our partners happy. Like I just said, uh, twelve days of Christmas, twelve days of gifts baby. for your spouse's birthday or anniversary. Let, then he said, number two, let nature be your guide. Next time you take a walk through the neighborhood, keep your eyes open for a gift for your spouse. It may be a stone, a stick, or a feather. You may even attach a special meaning to the nature gifts. For example, a smooth stone may symbolize your marriage. It many rough places now polished. After I read this, I came home and I gave my wife some flowers. That's where you I got did. that from.
0: You You did. You brought an orchid. It was beautiful. Thank you. So it also says to discover the value of handmade originals so you can make something. It also says when money is tight, think of appropriate symbolic gifts. Symbolic gifts are always great. I have a, a heart that Lenny put up for us for Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Um, like 10 years ago. 2008. Okay. So long, 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 long time right, yeah. ago. And um, you know, we were very much still in romantic love at that point and just trying to figure out if we would even be a a couple. But those are the things that get put under the mattress and they go with you wherever you go and they cost nothing. Um it says keep a gift idea notebook so that you can always Think about those things that your spouse may want. And then you actually, when you go to the store, you have it with you and you don't have to just start just buying things that nobody wants because nobody wants to do that. I actually
1: done number six. It says enlist a personal shopper. You really don't have a clue on how to select a gift for your spouse. Ask a friend or a family member who knows your spouse or husband well enough to help you.
2: I read it like like that like she would read it in that in that Mac and book you was talking about. Dog. I bet that's something in that Mac and book that, that look like, like something. No, you read the mackin <laughs> nah, nah, I just heard dog, you talking about it so many times. Oh my god! Uh, it
0: also said. Says-
2: <laughs> Hire a person to shop for mm-hmm. the shop for your hoes. She you don't know what these bitches be wanting. <laughs> um, it
0: also says to offer somebody of presents, which what is what I said was very important. If you offer the gift of presents during an especially hard time in your spouse's life, never forget it. They will never forget that you were mm-hmm. there for them when they needed. You. And then um, mm-hmm. you know, and again, I think that's,
2: that's pimper, probably pimper. the
0: most important thing: the gift.
2: That's pimping,
1: pimping. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed. Tune in next week as we continue our review on Dr. Gary Chapman, the five love languages. Please remember to subscribe, rate us, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Thank you.